They're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! No, don't do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Atlanta's alternative sports station, the SportsX. Finishing move. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie with my tag team partner John Radcliffe. And what you just heard, first off, it's good to hear Jay, good old JR, back behind the mic uh, in a full time position calling Where live wrestling. Exactly, calling live wrestling in action. But that was a clip from Double or Nothing, AEW's Double or Nothing, and John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose making his appearance at Double or Nothing this past weekend, storming the ring, coming down through the crowd, a la The Shield, by the way, uh, to uh, interrupt Jericho's post-match celebration. So, John, you and I talked about this for a long time. Who was going to be the first big star to jump over from WWE to uh, AEW? We all kind of thought Dean Ambrose, we knew he was getting his release. Those rumors were allowed for a long time. Uh, nothing was confirmed, and no offense to Gold Dust, a.k.a. Dustin Rhodes, uh, but John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, big impact, in my opinion, for AEW. Big splash. Yeah, huge splash for uh, AEW and, and their first pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, getting John Moxley, which obviously that's what we all assumed was naturally going to happen. But I don't think that anyone thought in terms of just overall the totality of the pay-per-view, the uh, proverbial, I'm using the big finger quotes, shots that would be fired at the WWE and then the impact that this would have. Because not only are you talking about the first big star they got, but also the way that you can look at this now on the inverse, what big stars won't WWE now get? Remember, there was always the wish and the dream of, oh, Kenny Omega, oh, who who's the, who's out there that might decide whether it be New Japan or wherever the case may be that maybe WWE was once an option now now might say maybe I'll think of AEW. Well, that's what that's basically what we've been saying is hopefully this will be true competition for the WWE. No offense to MLW, no offense to TNA. Although you could argue that they may have been competition for uh, Specca time. <laughs> Let's face facts. TNA should have should have gone under about four years ago. True, but hopefully this will be true competition for the WWE. It will grow into that. I'm not saying that they that they are that right now or going to be that at the very beginning, which we are in right now with them. Uh, but I hope that they grow into that, and they've made a good a big splash. And yeah, I de- I have no doubt that when free agents become available. They're going to definitely consider AEW as a legitimate option. And obviously the WWE is um, worried about losing their superstars to AEW. Hence the reason that they've been trying to lock down some of their superstars to five-year deals 
uh, for big money. And I know there are people who are probably listening. You know, I don't think there's any any true wrestling fan. I don't think there's anyone out there putting the proverbial cart before the horse. Oh, it's just one pay-per-view. Oh, they're not taking over. They're not official. Yes, it is just one pay-per-view. But it's one pay-per-view that made one heck of a splash. Impact Wrestling has not been able to do this yet. Yes, they've gotten they've had stars like Sting, uh, Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan. I mean, they've had the NWO. They've had they've had tons of historic super. They've even had superstars like AJ Styles, like uh, Bobby Roode that have now gone to WWE. But they never always. They never really. They at one at the height of their contendership, they never put on a pay per view that was really viewed like this. It was just kind of they were there. It was an alternative where you could see guys also like Shark Boy and Curry Man, and, and they still held on to some of the gimmicks, but it was never anything to the point of this. Even you know we we talk about John Moxley being one of the big splashes as, but we also had Bret the Hitman Hart show up. He yeah, presented they, the AEW Championship belt exactly. Exactly, and I, I was surprised by that. That's a I, I don't I don't know if I call that a big get, but I know that WWE went out of their way to make sure that the Undertaker and Kurt Angle were not a part of Starcast, which is not under the AEW umbrella. It's a uh, a convention, a wrestling convention that coincides uh, twice now and going to be three times later this year, along with AEW pay per views. But WWE made sure that both of those guys could not appear even at Starcast uh, but and then to uh, for Bret Hart to be able to appear on the AEW pay-per-view debut the uh, world championship belt uh, that was big for them I don't know what his status is with WWE but I've got to and I and obviously he's had a rocky relationship uh, ever since the Montreal screw job but man I gotta imagine that uh, Vince McMahon was not happy with the fact that Bret Hart was in the middle of that ring uh, on their pay-per-view. No, you got to believe that Vince McMahon immediately, if he saw it, if he was watching. I mean, we talked about it last week briefly with, uh, we were, I don't like to say, with the memory of uh, Owen Hart's passing. And you got to believe that that's still a wound to some degree. The Montreal screw job, once again, another wound that could be coming into effect there. You don't know what the relation, it's not like, I would assume, in the best comparison, and correct me if I'm wrong, we would assume Shawn Michaels is on good standings with WWE, no questions asked. If he shows up at AEW, that's huge. Brett the Hitman Hart, I think we feel comfortable that it's just a rocky relationship that could fall apart. It's kind of like us. It's a relationship that could fall apart at any given moment. That's very true. At any moment, without you knowing, a chair shot to the back of your head while you're working home team in Hamilton, maybe tomorrow morning. From 9 a.m. to 12 noon on the SportsX, because... Heaven forbid that Adam Gillespie show up at work from 3 to 6 when I'm doing A to Z with Mark Zeno here on the SportsX as well. But, I mean, look, it was that that was huge. Moxley, overall, I watched, I'll probably say from after what I realized, I probably watched about 75 to 80%. And then, unfortunately, it was I was watching it on Bleacher Report Live, um, and my signal went out. And so it kind of got a little choppy. So I did catch the, the highlights, a ton of them. I mean, look, I'm not putting the cart before the horse and saying, oh, my goodness, it'll replace WrestleMania. Absolutely not. Well, but no, I that's, what Super, that's what Super Showdown is apparently going to do. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what we're oh, being boy. told Oh boy! by the WWE. Seven which minutes. We'll, we'll get onto that later. Seven minutes, 53 seconds in. 
you, you give what we call a hot sports take here in the business. Okay. <laughs> no, that's that's WWE's <laughs> own words. Let's talk about uh, Double or Nothing for just a moment. Like, Kind of like you, I have not seen 100% of the show, but I have seen the majority of it, and definitely bits and pieces have all been out on uh, social media. The so interwebs. Definitely interwebs for sure. Uh, man, first off, I found it funny that when you go down and look at the card – the four, I will say the four founding members, five if you want to count Chris Jericho, the five founding members of AEW all won their matches. True Chris story. Jericho won the Young Bucks, Cody, uh, uh, Adam Page, he won the Battle Royal after um, Neville backed out. Uh, so all founding members won their debut match in AEW. Good for them. I guess when you're the top dog and the, and the guys in charge, you can do that. See uh, Triple H at every pay-per-view he's been in for the past exactly. three years. Exactly. Um, but I think uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega was a great match. It was the second one that they've had um, in what apparently is going to be a, tr- a trilogy at some point down the road, getting the third one. Uh, as you would expect with Chris Jericho, he's a pro. There was a reason that Kenny Omega was so sought after, uh, after becoming a free agent from the New Japan. And the match was great. Uh, obviously, John Moxley coming out, coming down from the um, st- for, through the fans at the end, gave that an extra uh, bump. But did you see Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes? Uh, I-, I thought, wow, he's got a, a red mask. On. Yeah, he he <laughs> took a serious cut that was there. First of all, let's be- let's rewind a little bit before we get to that match. Cody Rhodes taking the shot at Triple H with the sledgehammer, with the sledgehammer. and destroying the throne. Shots fired, and you, now a lot of people are going, of course, back to the Hall of Fame where he called AEW a piss ant company, uh, and this was Cody returning fire a little bit. But what that says to me is, hey, war's on. But this is what we're used to, and good for them. And if Triple H is offended, let's go back to the Monday Night Wars where DX stormed WCW. So let, let's not be – let's not – Sit here and, you know, forget the past and try and go for revisionist history. Triple H is known to having having wars, and I'm not choosing a side, but I'm saying he should be used to this. He shouldn't be offended. But then as you got into the match, you're exactly right, where it was kind of ironic that Goldust showed up wearing red and black, and ultimately at some point in time, Good he just looked scheme, like he – exactly. He looked like he just had on perfectly red face paint. But it was a good match overall, um, even so much so uh, not one of the, another match that I really enjoyed. I, I've said it. I've spoken very highly of them, the Young Bucks. I, I, I've been a fan of theirs since they were at Impact Wrestling, and those two guys, they really put on a, uh, a good show with um, the— Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. Correct. Uh, yeah, they definitely lived up to the hype of the Young Bucks— uh, I enjoyed it as well. It was really the first time I'd seen their uh, match, uh, a whole match of theirs. Was my description of them not. accurate for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind the of rockers, rockers and the Hardy Boys. Sure, yeah, is the it best is, way I can describe them. It was them. very good, and I and uh, I enjoyed it. Those guys are young and and have a bright Bucks career and, in front of them for sure, no doubt. Even on the other side, Pentagon Pint- yeah. Junior and and Phoenix. I mean, uh, those are going to be two great tag teams. I think that are going to be a part of AEW moving forward. Uh, how about the debut? Uh, well, we knew uh, a surprise, I guess, entrant into a women's match or a return somewhat of uh, Awesome Kong. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see Awesome Kong return. Um, once again, another Impact Wrestling uh, starter that 
she came through Impact Wrestling. She spent she had a cup of coffee at uh, with the WWE. She and was, I wish it would have worked out for her there. I really think she she has potential as just oh, tons. one of those mean nasty heels. Uh, she got to WWE and uh, became pregnant in her, per- uh, her personal life, obviously personal life, and uh, so she had to step away and just was never able to get back. And they never gave her a chance to come back. And I think she's one of those. She is basically, if you have to give a description to it, before there was Nia Jax, there was Awesome Kong. So she or in post Bull Nakano, uh, shades of a. Uh, Alundra Blaze era, if you're if you're old enough to remember that one, sure. Um, that's what she was. She was big. She was strong. She had power moves. There was nothing finesse about her. She had many a battles with uh, Gail Kim at Impact Wrestling, and it was she's just someone that you know when she came out, she's entered in the WWE. She's one of the few women who have been in the WWE Battle Royal. She's, yeah. She, Along with uh, Beth Phoenix, along China, China, she's one of the few that have been in there. Um, it was definitely a very uh, a surprise entrance, but it was great to see her there. I hope that she gets a chance to get a good run there because she's just fun to watch. Like a, you know, I'm a Nia Jax fan, not only for her size, but she's also a very pretty lady. But uh, uh, awesome Kong, just the big big wrestler she is. Yeah, and uh, so we all knew Adam Page was originally supposed to take on Neville. Uh, so p- apparently there were creative differences between the two in their match so that we weren't sure what was going to fill in the ga- uh, the hole that Neville left against the Hangman. Uh, a lot of people were speculating for that match, with, uh, potentially um, John Moxley could step in and take on that match. Uh, but Adam Page made a surprise, uh, ended up being a surprise entrant into the Casino Battle Royal, which was on the pre-show. Uh, ended up winning it, so now he kind of has a money in the bank on, uh, almost <laughs> uh, contract. I guess I mean it's not anywhere anytime, but he is going to definitely be one of the first to receive a shot at the AEW World Championship. It'll be so, interesting, and you pointed it out earlier. Sorry to cut you off, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they expand it out because just like you said, it's funny how I guess the founding members of AEW all won their matches. Is one of the founding members going to be the first world champion? Well, one of them's already in the match, so we'll see uh, when we find out who his competitor is for that championship. But he, he, I, sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, I, I get. I mean, eventually, I'm sure all four of them will probably. Well, mind me, not the Young Bucks, but between uh, Jericho, Cody, and and Hangman, I'm sure the three of them uh, at some point will probably all hold that gold. Uh, so why not go ahead and get one of them off? Uh, I want to just a side note real quick. If you did watch the um, Casino Battle Royal on the pre-show, you may have noticed a guy, he came out, I believe he was in that first group of guys that came out, had gold-painted face. His name was Sunny Days. Uh, he participates not too far up the road from here. He does Sunner, Southern Honor Wrestling, oh, which cool. is just up 75, and he has the distinct honor of being the first person to eliminate somebody in that battle royal, but then turned around and was eliminated himself. So he didn't get uh, last very long, but congratulations to a homegrown talent participating in that and uh, I guess be getting a making history by being the first person to eliminate someone in a AEW battle royal. Take a drive up the road. Go get them on. That's right. Southern Honor Wrestling. I think they – I want to say they do it – 
I don't even. I know it's. I think on Friday or Saturday nights, but uh, right up seventy five in Canton. Uh, if you want some home gun wrestling, and uh, that was a few weeks ago. You know, Jericho showed up there. Uh, Cody was there. Uh, Kenny Omega made an appearance while Jericho was in the ring and attacked him. So they got a lot of stuff going on there. So definitely support the homegrown stuff. That's where everybody eventually or everybody has to start out at some point. So, I mean, overall, everything has been very well received from this pay-per-view. I'm giving what I've seen a thumbs up. I think they made a statement, and uh, it's a good statement. How about you? I'm giving it a thumbs up as well. I think, you know, all things considered, I wasn't disappointed. It didn't look cheesy. That was one of the things I was concerned about was, you know, I know these guys are pros, pros, and they're, they're going to do everything on the up and up. But I was a little concerned that it could come across a little cheesy, almost uh, IE, and I'm not taking a shot at them, ECW-esque. And when you saw it just with the pyro, when you saw it with the different effects, you know, guys injuring themselves, I got good matches. I got great stories. I was very pleased with every portion of it that came out of it. If you watched uh, Double or Nothing this past Saturday night, feel free to reach out to Big John or I and let us know your thoughts on the pay-per-view, the first for AEW. Uh, you can reach me on uh, Twitter at RoadDog680, and Big John is on Twitter and Instagram at JohnRad450. So let us know your thoughts and what you thought about the pay-per-view and if this was a step in the right direction for them. And I, they've already got their next pay-per-view announced. It's later uh, this month, I'm going to June, later in June, uh, going to be down in day. Daytona is called AEW uh, Fighter Fest. Uh, a couple of ma- matches already announced for it. John Moxley is going to have his first match in AEW when he takes on Joey Janela. Uh, the Young Bucks are teaming up with Kenny Omega and Cody. And uh, I believe I thought Cody and Dusty Rhodes were also Dustin Rhodes were teaming up. But so, he's teaming with Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, I am going. I want to see would that. This be a, would that be considered a casket match? You're going to leave, you're leaving me hanging? Yeah, I'm leaving you on I'm that I'm asking one. you I'm a not, question. That's a legit question. All right, but anyways, that's coming up in Daytona, so not too far for anybody who want to try, may want to try to get down there uh, and check that one out. Of course, their weekly television show won't, on TNT won't start until later in the fall of this year, and I'm looking forward to that. But what a great way to build you know, a fan base, a hype behind them, is to putting on proper pay-per-views like you did here. It's a good way to get people to want to watch you on TV. For sure. And it looks like they're going to follow the motto of basically one pay-per-view a month, uh, which is kind of the standard now. This one comes up June 29th. I know they've got another one set. Um, in uh, July all, down in Jacksonville, I think. Yeah, I believe in Jacksonville there's one. They've got one uh, called All Out. Where they're going to return to um, – Chicago in uh, August. So it looks like they're going to follow that mantra of one pay-per-view a month. Fight for the Fallen is going to take place in Jacksonville in July. Um, so, hey, good for them. If they if they think they can pull it off, that's what you got to do. And it's definitely a good way for them to make money, which I'm sure is uh, going to make Mr. Khan very happy uh, if the money starts to fall in. So let me let me say, Saturday, great night for, great night for wrestling uh, as a whole. Wrestling fans should have been entertained and were on a high saying, yes, we've got a new serious contender for the WWE. I'm enjoying this. I can't personally, I was saying, I can't wait to see how WWE responds on Monday night. Oh, boy. So when we return, we're going to talk about what we thought about the response from WWE on Monday Night Raw. You're listening to The Finishing Move on 1230 AM and 106.3 FM. 
We are Atlanta's alternative sports station. The Sports X is here, and we're not your daddy's sports talk. Kick off the day at 6 a.m. with Golick and Wingo, bringing you the biggest national stories and the best guests in the country. Then at 9 a.m., we go big with the local coverage as home team and Hamilton take the wheel. Home team Brandon Meek and Joe Hamilton are all over the Atlanta scene until noon. Then we head over to the cheap seats as the local talk keeps rolling with Tug Cowart and Georgia football superstar Hudson Mason. And the opinion stays strong from 3 p.m. to 6 as our man Mark Zeno laces into just about everyone on A to Z. Then we close out the day with the best college football in the Southeast as we hold court with the king himself, Chuck Oliver, from 7 to 9 p.m. Like we said, this is not your daddy's sports station. This is Atlanta's alternative sports station, 1230 and 106.3 FM. The Sports X. Ever look at your paycheck and think, there's got to be a better way? Well, here's some news. There is, and I can show it to you. I'm Paulus Agent, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My brother and I have taught thousands of people how to start making money in real estate. Now it's your turn. Next week, we're conducting a free two-hour educational workshop right here in Atlanta where you'll learn some of my secrets, like how to start flipping homes for profit in your spare time, using other people's money, and how to get started putting money in your pocket every month by investing in income properties. Real estate is a powerful tool that has made millions of people wealthy, but you can't start making your first dollar until you take your first step. Come to my free workshop and take advantage of this amazing opportunity. It could mean a lifetime of financial security. To get two free tickets to Paul's workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 37000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 37000. Text in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Paul's Money for Deals Guide. Just text your zip code to 37000. This is James Laura with the law firm of Alexander Shannara & Associates. As most of you know, sports are like life, and you must always keep your options open. If an insurance company is attempting to deny you compensation for injuries one of its clients caused, check down to Alexander Shannara & Associates. Our lawyers will find the holes in their defense and advance your case all the way to the line to gain. If you've been wronged and need a lawyer, contact our firm today at 404-800-6666 or online at alexandershenaralaw.com. Alexander Shannara & Associates. We prove it. The finishing move on Atlanta's alternative sports station, the Sports X. You guys really got to step it up. You could ask me anything. You ask me about these dumb questions about the universal title. I could win the universal title anytime I want. I'm not that interested right now. I'd much rather hold all of you accountable for your crap, quite frankly. You could ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. Ooh, how about that? Sami Zayn in the what apparently is the new segment on Raw the electric chair mentioning AEW. Now, there's been a lot of talk about that mention of AEW in that segment. Was it scripted? Was it not scripted? Uh, some initial reports came out saying that it was scripted, and then I saw the reports came out saying, no, that was not scripted. Oh, and by the way, Vince McMahon is furious that he did it. <laughs> yeah, so, that Sammy, ha- if it's not scripted, we now know who the next superstar will be in AEW, possibly. Yeah, exactly. He may be over there. He definitely, I would not want to have to walk back through that curtain and uh, see Mr. McMahon in the gorilla position uh, if I had done that without it being scripted. So if he did that uh, on his own, very ballsy of Mr. Sami Zayn. You're listening to The Finishing Move. This I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie with my tag team partner, John Radcliffe. So 
I know I was on a high coming in off the weekend of wrestling. I thought AEW had put on a good production. I was enjoying it, or I enjoyed it. And I was like, all right, what's next? I want some more wrestling. I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to Raw. What are they going to do to kind of answer the great performance that uh, performances at Double or Nothing? How are they going to answer? And boy, they let me down in the opening segment of Raw. What the hell is going on? Exactly, Mr. President. I don't. I don't know what or a WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. President. I don't. I don't know what was going on in that first segment. I mean, Brock Lesnar comes down. Kofi Kingston's out there. Seth Rollins is out there. Uh, is he going to cash in? And the thing with the boombox and the Brock <laughs> party, Brock party T-shirt that Lesnar was wearing. You know, to me, that's kind of one of those jokes. It's a funny joke unless the person who's kind of uh, making the joke starts it gets in on the joke itself uh and that kind of killed the whole uh, uh natural joke to me personally and, and now that they're selling the merchandise around it i'm sure you can probably even go buy a briefcase that kind of has like a, a boom box. gimmick boom box on it because uh, wwe's looking for any dollar they can they can get but if you remember all they did Saudi Arabia. The... Ooh. They, we're going to talk about that. But they did this before with Brock Lesnar. When he when he was on SmackDown and he won the title, he came out and he he almost went face, where he wasn't as serious. It was no talking. He talked more. He was taking on Eddie Guerrero, and he came out with a mariachi band and the sombrero on, dancing around, and it was kind of, okay, well, this is a different side of Brock. It, it's cool, you know. Let me see it every now and again, but this sillier, lighter side of Brock Lesnar... I'm like you. It's kind of, okay, it was cool for a minute, but that's enough. We're good. So if the segment had lived up to potentially what I thought it was going to be, where Brock Lesnar maybe announced um, who he was going to cash in on, I thought maybe this will be a good start to Raw, although I don't like the idea that you announce who you're going to cash in on. I think that Money in the Bank really should be a run-in moment type of cash-in. But in the middle of the segment, Seth Rollins just says, nope, I'm out, and leaves the ring. Uh, and so we go to commercial break. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was just a complete flop, and, and Brock Lesnar breakdancing in the middle of the ring. And, yes, I understand. And, yeah, I can appreciate the comedy in that, kind of like the stuff you just mentioned with uh, when he was feuding with Guerrero. But, man, it just fell flat on its face, if you uh, ask me. It, I'm going to say something. You'll probably disagree with me once again. When the best match of the night, and this is no not a knock on them, was Ricochet and Cesaro. And this keeping in mind, this is Monday Night Raw. This is three hours that I should always be able to say, man, there were so many amazing matches that it's just kind of like, did I miss something? I get, you know, I, I felt like the gimmick of the, the, the 24-7 title, that just ran way too long. Yeah, the, that, isn't that how the segment ended? No, that was later on. That was later on. When Seth Rollins made his second of three appearances of the night, yeah. Shane McMahon taking on Lance, annoyed to get Roman Reigns to come out. It was just kind of, what are another, we doing? Uh, by the way, Lance Annoy, another Southern Honor wrestler. And that's and once again, I'm not disrespecting him because if he shows up, he could probably kick my butt. But anyway, <laughs> I I just it was you're right. It just fell flat on its face. It was kind of okay. They should come out guns a blazing. I think I had gotten up, walked out, and when I saw Sami Zayn doing the electric chair thing, I'm thinking, and I heard the AEW comment and said, "Well, 
in the mighty words of Mr. Jim Ross, this is where business is about to pick up. I was wrong. <laughs> business yeah. still didn't pick up. No, they fell flat on their face. And, yes, it was a holiday uh, Monday. Ratings typically are down, but this one hit another all-time or second worst ratings, I believe, of the year. Uh, they were down from week to week. Of course, again, it was a um, a holiday day. Monday, but it just seemed to me like I thought wrestling fans were going to be coming off the weekend on a high and were going to be tuning in to Monday. Now, they did tune in the next night on Tuesday. They, uh, SmackDown went up a little bit from week to week. Still nothing uh, I'm sure that this man is, is bragging to Fox about as they get ready to move over. I believe they were seventh on the night behind the mostly political shows and ABC's America's Got Talent, but Man, they've got a new just, host, by the way. I think, uh, I think the Spice Girl, uh, Mel B. I think she's gone, and she's been, um, been replaced with Dwayne Wade's wife, Gabrielle Union. Yeah, Gabrielle Union, and there's another new one too, I believe. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, because I don't watch, I haven't watched it since Howard Stern uh, left. Um, but is Howie Mandel still on it? I don't know. I don't watch and the Sa- whole. And Simon Cowell is still Simon. There, well, he's I, like I the executive producer. Commercial. And I think uh, t- is Terry Crews the co-host, or maybe like Tyra the, Banks. He's like the host okay. on stage that uh, Nick Cannon. Anyway, so I did all of that to point out this is exactly how boring Raw was. That we <laughs> we went and watched America's Got Talent because this yeah. is just how boring Raw was. Yeah, I mean, I was very disappointed in how WWE responded. Uh, that if that electric chair thing, there's no way that's going to return to Raw. That was the lamest uh, segment. I thought as soon as they went to the audience, I said, all right, well, these are going to be plants. I mean, Of these, course. But they didn't, sure didn't seem that way. And if they were, they either played it really well that they're dumb or the questions were just really bad questions to begin with. But if I had been in that audience and I had the opportunity to ask Sami Zayn something, uh, I would have asked him about AEW. Why not? Uh, and I believe uh, maybe you know the answer to this and correct me, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that in replays of the uh, Raw which I guess would be on YouTube and uh, wherever else they put the replays for those. I guess I don't know if USA has on demand. The electric chair comments have been removed. Well, yeah, the AEW has, yeah. has definitely been removed yes. out, of the, out of that. What you'll find so, on YouTube is people who have recorded them on their phone and placed them on YouTube, but like the clean version, the clear version that you would see from a WWE, that has been removed. It is not there. And to me, that just makes me think even more that no that was not scripted for Sami Zayn to say that or else they probably would have left it in there and it got a pretty good pop out of the crowd when he mentioned AEW which also I have to imagine uh, did not make Mr. McMahon very happy or Triple H uh, then we had a fatal four-way in the uh, let me uh, first off let me ask you this uh, Kofi Kingston has been coming out week after week pounding this chest saying that he would want a match with Brock Lesnar now obviously this is is scripted uh, but I think that the two of them could really put on a good match. Uh, Kofi Kingston is a great worker, and we've seen that when Brock Lesnar has somebody who has a great entering ability as far as flying around and, and doing moves, that it can really turn into a good match. We saw that with um, Daniel Bryan, with AJ Styles. Uh, and I think the two of them could really put on a good match. Although I don't think he's ever going to compete for Kofi for the uh, WWE Championship because I believe he's going to be a Raw mainstay and will eventually cash in on Seth, wherever that will be. Uh, but I really wish that we could see that match, honestly. I agree. I, I think 
and part of the reason I, I probably would felt differently at one point in time, but one of the reasons I, I feel this way now, watching um, SmackDown, where Kofi Kingston took on Kevin Owens uh, this yeah. past week, and then watching it, I, 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 if I was different, I have changed. I can't remember, but I agree with that because I think it would be a match where where uh, Kofi could sell Brock's power. And I think Brock would be able to work with it. I, I know, you know, obviously, what's the uh, pinning combination? Not Trouble in, Par- uh, Trouble in Paradise. He might not be able to sell so well because Brock is a little bit lumbering for his size. But I think if Kofi got creative enough, I think those two could really put on a really good match. I do. I do, too. And I hope that we see it somewhere down the road. Although, like I said, I don't think that's who uh, Brock will be cashing in against. Um, at least I don't think so. I guess you never know what will happen. Uh, we had a fatal four-way a fatal four way to decide who will take on Seth Rollins in Saudi Arabia for the championship. Now, AJ Styles was supposed to be a part of this. Apparently, he hurt his back uh, and was taken out of this fatal four-way. So we, Baron Corbin stepped in to take his place. And the other three participants, The Miz, Braun Strowman, and Bobby Lashley. Now, it's odd that those four were the four who were in this match because two of them already have a match against each <laughs> other at Saudi Arabia. So, yes, one of them could have won and definitely would have gone, could have gone on. And I believe the announced team was kind of spinning it as, wow, they'd have to do their own match and then go on to the match against Seth Rollins. But we knew neither one of them were going to win. <laughs> and then if you put the Miz in there, uh, it would be face on face because Miz is a good guy these days. Uh, so that usually isn't how it goes over. And Baron Corbin, and even AJ, because AJ, if AJ had won, he's still a he- uh, face right now. That's still face. But we just had that match, and we know that those two can really put on a good match, in my opinion. But man, Baron Corbin is almost, in my opinion, like Roman Reigns. I don't know what he's if he's got naked pictures of somebody in the back, but he keeps getting put shoved down our throats in big spots. Uh, the retirement match for Kurt Angle, and now he's got a world title shot at Saudi Arabia. He's been in the money. He was in the Money in the Bank match. I mean, you're right. He he's just there. There there. I don't know if there's just. He was the, I mean, he was the Raw GM in a prom, very prominent role for uh, months. Maybe him cutting his hair was such a big thing for WWE that they feel like they should reward him for it. Remember, he was balding with a ponytail, and yes, he was. And he shaved his head and. Then maybe that was a big thing for the WWE, and they just felt like, well, the guy shaved his head. We, we should give him something. So I like the I like Baron Corbin. Don't get me wrong. I've, I liked him when he had the bald balding ponytail mullet, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I thought he has potential. I liked the lone wolf kind of uh, attitude and moniker. But man, it's just but the constable Baron Corbin and comes out in like a three piece suit. To wrestle these days? Commissioner Baron Corbin or wh- yeah. whoever he is right now. I mean, look, if you're going to give him a push, give him a push. I think he's a mid-card guy, though. I agree. But evidently, for some odd reason, and even on the interwebs, there are people who believe that he's going to be the next Universal World Champion. And, and more power to him, but I don't see it. I mean, even on the mic, I I feel like he's not great on the mic. Yeah, he's he's not very strong on the mic. And, and it's one of those scenarios of... You know, we talk about that. Maybe well, maybe that's a segment we need to do one day. What makes up? May, let's put together our well-rounded superstar, and we'll we'll have our respective muse. Like the five tool, uh, five tool prospects. Exactly. Got to come up with the five tools of a superstar. I mean, we you know we can obviously take 
certain individuals, Shawn Michaels, uh, uh, Ric Flair, Triple H. Those are those can be the the gold standard of it, and, and see who's out there and see who we can come up with. Because, like you said, I look at Baron Corbin, and this is no knock on him. I can't even give him that rating. I was going to say I look at Baron Corbin, and I'm going to say it just like this. I think Razor Ramon, not Scott Hall, if that makes sense. That Razor Ramon at his at his best was always going to be to some degree a mid carter. He'll had he had that historic match, but I don't think Razor Ramon was ever going to get the push. Scott Hall he deserved a push. He just kind of got in his own way. Well, he never was WWE champion. I, I'm sure I know he had title shots. Uh, obviously, his biggest match was the ladder match with Shawn uh, for the IC belt. Uh, which he held, I believe, a couple of times. He never even got the world championship in WCW. Ask Scott Hall, did he? I don't believe so. Well, by the time he got to WCW as Scott Hall, that's when his issues came about. That's why his I say as, as Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon never really got a – I mean, the main event match was the ladder match, that historic ladder match that they had yeah, with Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 20? But that was still just for the IC belt. It wasn't for the big belt at that point in time. So that's why I go that way. I mean, yeah. but now there was a match that took place on Monday Night Raw. You gotta help me out because I don't know what she does now. Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross took on the Iconics. Kudos to the Iconics for finally having a match at, since winning the women's tag team belts. I thought Nikki Cross was helping out Alexa, uh, Alexa Bliss. She she is or was. I don't know which way you want to say it, but uh, I, I guess we learned now that uh, Alexa is kind of on the shelf as far as a wrestler for now. Hopefully for not much longer. Um, but in my opinion, you need to get Alexa Bliss on TV as much as possible. Not because I like looking at her, which I but do. But that's a majority of it. But that is a, a good majority of it. But I think she's one of your top heels. And if she doesn't be, if she isn't able to re- truly ever return uh, as an in-ring competitor, I believe that's a huge loss for the WWE. Uh, she was the top heel, in my opinion. And now some people would definitely say Charlotte. Uh, she's kind of flipped flip back and forth as a face and a heel. Um, but, man, I really enjoyed Alexa Bliss, and her in-ring ability lived up to it. She's kind of, in my opinion, one of those five-tool uh, female diva superstars. Good call. Uh, she uh, she had it, and uh, she can do it, and I hope that she gets back there. So I don't know if she just wasn't on Monday night because of uh, whatever concussion protocol or injury she's dealing with. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I think Nikki uh, – I think they're just trying to give Nikki a push. Uh, and getting a rub up against uh, Becky Lynch, no pun intended. There, see what you did. Um, <laughs> uh, is not going to hurt anybody right now for sure, and definitely getting the win. Uh, and I saw something interesting on uh, I can't I can't remember what website or if it was just on social media, but it was post match that match, and Becky was holding the uh, her title belt up in the air, and Nikki Cross was in the photo, kind of really kind of right next Cuddled to her, up next to her, and just looking up at that championship. So if that gaze and that shot is kind of going to build towards a eventual turn from Nikki Cross on Becky, who knows down the road? I know that was the long game a long time ago uh, with Macho Man and. Hogan is one that comes to mind for sure. Uh, let me ask you this. So I I guess the 24-7 championship is never going to be really a truly a true match. Nope. Like they, you're never going to see a champion R-Truth versus 
uh, Elias like on a pay-per-view card. It's just going to be a gimmick of R-Truth or whoever running around the ring or the arena uh, or outside the arena or wherever uh, the case can be for this championship. Uh, and it's just going to be a gimmick the whole time, isn't it? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's the old-fashioned hardcore title. But you had matches for the hardcore title, at you, least at first. At first you did. Then it became a gimmick where you had Crash Holly, and he would have it, and Molly Holly had it, and Terry Reynolds, who is currently in jail, um, who was recently arrested. That's Terry right. For a con- uh, concealed weapons yes. down in Tampa, I believe. No one's trying to go through an airport with it. <laughs> Boy, good luck with that, Terry. Yeah, that's not smart. Um. It was a gimmick, and and I, and I didn't. I don't say that to say that women can't hold it. No, absolutely not. Because we, like we mentioned earlier, you you've seen Beth Phoenix, you've heard of China, you've heard Awesome Kong or Karma, uh, in in the Royal Rumble holding their own against the men. It's just and China it, was an IC holder at one time. Correct. China held the IC belt. So I'm not saying that, but it is one of those things. Yes, this is, I think that's exactly what you'll have. And ironically, I have the uh, WWE roster pulled up, so I can tell you who are some of the. Contenders that'll probably be for this belt, you know, like Victor. Remember him? Uh, what was yes, the tag the team? Ascension. Uh, the Brian Kendrick. Uh, yeah. Sanal Singh and his DC brother, three. the Singh brothers. Yeah, no uh, you know, they'll pro- he'll they'll probably be contenders for said belt. I, I, unfortunately, I don't know what he's done. Bobby Roode seems to be in contention. Well, he was the uh, was he the first or second? Second ever? after second uh, ever? Titus yeah. O'Neil. Which, by the way, where has Titus O'Neil been? And wow. some of these names, what? <laughs> and some of these names that I'm mentioning, which if you you notice, you know, I, I guess I'd like to say Mojo Rawley, but orig- but ironically, I think he's got something in the in brewing. So we'll see where it goes. Mike Canellis. Another one. Where has he been? He'll be chasing that belt around. I believe he's on 205, though, actively as a wrestler. Yeah, so in other words, this belt uh, is a is a failure, in my opinion. I was hoping that we were going to get some type of belt, uh, even, if, even if it was this 24-7 championship, that could help build up some of these mid- to lower-card guys. But in the style of I'm just chasing you around the arena or around the ring mm-hmm. or around the the back of the parking lot, you're not going to get any uh, you're not going to get any bump off of that. And let me hit you with a kendo stick or a trash can. Yeah, let me I mean, knock you out real quick. I'm going to get a quick pin. I mean, we saw what was it? The Usos party, and it was roll up after roll up till till our truth got up, ran away, and everybody ran after him. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Uso party block party. The Uso uh, block I had a problem party. with that. I don't. I'm old. Maybe I'm old school in this thinking, but the revival and the Usos should not be playing cornhole and and <laughs> and having a good time at a block party. Those two are supposed to be enemies. They're supposed to be face and heel. And I know back in the day it was very. There was a very strong line between face and heel. And at least on TV, obviously Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim. Sim, Tuggan, they broke that wall blew that completely. Cover, <laughs> blew that cover. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. it. You know, yeah, just Google, Google it. it. Uh, but uh, it, you know, I just think there should be more of a definitive line that those two shouldn't be hanging out playing cornhole together in the back. And even um, uh, uh, what's the Uso's wife? Oh, Naomi. Naomi and Tamina. Now, uh, Naomi and Tamina, keep in mind, they, they have had a, a, a history have a there. They have a history. And ironically, I mean, you know, you're, they're all relatives. They're all family. I, I get it. But remember, I told you that I read an article, and I, I'm, I'm going to try to pull it up here. This is all happening with the Usos and the Revival. 
that this is 100% Mr. McMahon, that he's getting a kick out of this and he yeah. enjoys this so much seeing the the slapstick portion of it that I think this is what we can expect to see from the, the Revival and the Usos for quite a few more weeks here, which is very sad because, you know, you and I, we speculated that, well, the, for the Revival, this is punishment for them wanting to leave, the rumor that they wanted to leave, and maybe that now they've signed a new contract and this is punishment. I never heard a rumor of the Usos wanting to leave. So you're taking, arguably, your two best tag teams and you're making them a sideshow. You're making them just shy of Dunk the Clown. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, overall, Monday night, Raw, uh, I'm giving it a thumbs down. How about you? Oh, boy, I'm not even bothering putting in my hand up for this thing. <laughs> SmackDown. What are you going to give SmackDown? SmackDown, I'll give it a thumbs up. I, 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 I give it a thumbs in the middle. Yeah, uh, thumbs up in the middle. I wasn't upset about SmackDown. I, I, was, I, was, I was actually happier by more of the matches that I saw. I was slightly confused by uh, the Bailey, uh, more so Charlotte, Lacey Evans scenario. I thought we saw a friendship, a tag team brewing there, and that broke down just as quickly as it got started. Maybe Raw just brought our expectations so far back down to uh, reality, in the reality, I guess, that SmackDown was able to um, benefit from that and didn't really have to live up to the uh, – to the hype of what uh, AEW did with Double or Nothing over the weekend. All SmackDown had to do was give us a because it felt like to me, and correct me if you did, if you did, it felt like most of Raw was promos. It didn't feel like there was a lot of real wrestling going on. I I, I say I'm gonna do this, but this would actually entail doing work. Uh, I I did do this one night. I started out uh, with Raw. And I, what happens more, talk, promos, or backstage segments versus wrestling? And I, I think that the meter, more times than not, would probably lean towards talk and promos. I remember there was a Raw, uh, I want to say this was pre-WrestleMania, where I was watching it, and like the, they, we were a half hour in, and it had been nothing but, uh, I think it was like the same guy in the ring, pretty much doing a promo, whether that was Seth Rollins, I can't remember. But there was about 35 minutes before we even got to the first match, and there was uh, one or two commercial breaks within that uh, segment. Uh, it was it was bad, yeah. I, we, I should do that one night, and I bet you that promos and talk and backstage segments would win. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, I just remember watching it thinking, I can get up and go do something and really come back, and I probably won't miss a whole lot. <laughs> exactly. Well, when we return, we're going to go over the top rope. We're going to talk conspiracy theories. Uh, we're going to talk social media. And we're going to talk about that event happening in the desert next week. Is that the war that's going on over there? <laughs> Not that one. Oh. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Atlanta Sports X, 1230 a.m. and 106.3 FM. Home team in Hamilton, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Cam Reddish, is he worth it? The Bulls are right in front of us. Cam Reddish, you're thinking they might take him. You want to trade him? Trade one of those picks, move up, make sure they don't take him, and then let them have the other pick. That's what I'm saying. Is he worth it? No, 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 no. I want to hear you make that sound again. (laughs) That wasn't a yes. This is Atlanta's alternative sports station, 1230 and 106.3 FM, the Sports X. 
The Braves are back at SunTrust Park June 10th through the 19th for an exciting homestand featuring matchups against the Pittsburgh Pirates, Philadelphia Phillies, and the New York Mets. With fun events and promotions happening almost every night, the summer is the perfect time to plan your trip to SunTrust Park. That one is out of here! Austin Riley has tied the game! On June 11th, the Braves will have you seeing double for the Swanberson Bobblehead Giveaway presented by Northside Hospital. This is a -a one-of-a-kind giveaway featuring both Dansby Swanson and Charlie Culberson combined as one bobblehead. And on June 19th, the Braves are giving fans a little piece of Ozzy Albee's swag with the Ozzy Chain giveaway presented by Xfinity. This kid is on fire. Looking for a perfect summer activity the whole family can enjoy? There's fun happening every day at SunTrust Park. Friday night fireworks, early gate opening on Saturdays for batting practice, exclusive kids giveaways on Sundays, and so much more. For a full list of upcoming events and promotions, head to Braves.com slash summer. Atlanta Braves baseball. Chop on. Hi, Brian Estes from Estes Services. Are you sure your home's AC is ready for summer? You know, the weather is comfortable now, but brutal temperatures are right around the corner. And the last thing you want is to come home one hot afternoon to an even hotter house. Estes can help ensure that doesn't happen with our spring tune-up special. We'll test and check everything from coolant to filter to thermostat. Offer just $79, $65 for an additional system. See EstesAir.com. That's EstesAir.com. It's that easy. It's Estes. This is The Finishing Move with the Road Dog Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe. Talking all things wrestling on Atlanta's alternative sports station, The X. Yeah, actually, I'm not even wearing a shirt right now. I'm sitting here in just my underwear. You, you do there, know John? Your, you do know your mic's on, right? Oh, wait. I thought we were in break. No, no. Aren't you supposed to count me in? No, uh, n- no the, the music playing... That that lets you know me How saying, un- "Hey, very unprofessional of you." You're the one to sitting set, there in your undergarments. Like well, I was talking to you about what I'm wearing. Well, I don't what are care you wearing? what you're. What I'm are you at wearing? work. I'm in the office. I'm in. I'm in a polo and jeans and sneakers and a hat. I'm here right. at work. I'm in the office. And well, I'm in a pair of boxers that have kind of a hole in them. And flip flops, flip flops too. So that's how you walk around the house in front of your daughter. Well, see, I'm not in the same room as my daughter at the moment. You're in nor, the house nor with would your, I. Got the door open sitting there with a fan no, the on. No, the door is not open. While you're half, half naked open. with a fan on, on a headset, talking <laughs> wrestling. What kind of image is that? Uh, sitting in a lawn chair in it's your... It's summertime. It's hot in Georgia. Sitting in a lawn chair in your bedroom with a Comrex headphones on in your underwear with a fan in front of you. <laughs> I no, That's a little more. Then true. I mean, only thing you, I wouldn't be surprised sitting in a straw hat too, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know how we do it up here in the country: straw oh, hat oh. and a little piece of straw sticking out of my mouth. Yeah, uh, you know. Hey, <laughs> come on up anytime you want. I'm good, thanks though. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> Just go 400 till you can't go no more. Hey, also keep in mind, um, all this visual that we're giving you guys, you guys are going to get to see it if you go to 680thefan.com and the Atlanta Sports X YouTube cha- page next week. We are going to have video of Adam and I doing our show. We're going to do it from the 680 The Fan Cave. Uh, and I'm going to wear the exact same thing I'm wearing right now. And the number of people that were going to tune in to watch just went back down to zero. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I promise you I'll be appropriately dressed. Maybe we can pixelate. Maybe we can digitize you out, pixelate you out. <laughs> Let's go over the top rope. I should have music ready for this, uh. but I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It's all right. You kind of okay. threw me off guard when you no, started. No. 
There you go. I'm the coach. I'm in it to win it. You could get high or you could get low. You could stay young or you could grow old. So this works. The SummerSlam 2017 theme song is coming up on SummerSlam. That's right. Just a couple months away. We've got a couple, two or three pay-per-views before there. Uh, yesterday, Ronda Rousey, she got her cast off. If you remember, she broke her hand in the triple threat match at main event at WrestleMania. So yesterday, she got the cast off and the pins out of her hand. We have not seen Ronda on uh, WWE television since WrestleMania. And this was done on her YouTube channel. Now, she did go and participate in the upfronts for WWE uh, and Fox. For those of you who aren't familiar with what that means, that is the television networks go all went to New York and pitched their upcoming fall shows to advertisers. And Ronda Rousey went on behalf of Fox and SmackDown, uh, starting the rumors of will she be on SmackDown when she returns. But when will she return? That is the big uh, uh, question out there. And in a recent YouTube video of hers, she said that she plans to have a baby first and then decide on her WWE future. So all those rumors a couple months ago that she got upset about people having put out there uh, all ended up being true. So we at least know she's going to be away for nine months plus however long it takes to at least conceived the baby now they had their baby making vacation uh, not long after uh, wrestlemania a vacation a baby making vacation so uh we'll see how that long but i would imagine she's out going to be out even if she uh say got pregnant in june nine months from that that'd be a tough tough get back even for next year's wrestlemania uh you're only talking nine months you're talking also you know at a minimum, another six to eight weeks to recuperate. To recuperate, get yeah. back in shape. Uh, you could easily be looking at a year. Yeah, that's what re- I'm saying. Realistically, ne- so maybe even so. Now you're even talking about maybe next year's next year's SummerSlam uh, for a potential return, and that's only assuming that she they are able to conceive this child, uh, you know, sooner than later. Because the longer that takes, obviously, the longer this return. Uh, gets pushed back. We talked about this last week, uh, or was it the week before? I can't remember. Uh, Lars Sullivan, he got on. He finally has a match. Yeah, well, he has a match, and that's going to be out in the desert. But, you know, he made some not-too-good comments, basically against about everybody, and even about some of those people who will be in attendance in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Well, he went ahead and deleted his Twitter. Which was probably, probably a smart for thing best. for to do. Yes, definitely. Probably for the best, Lars. Good uh, his, job uh, there, buddy. His Lars WWE Twitter account has been deleted. Uh, who knows if he's going to come back. It's probably best that he doesn't. Uh, and Just probably go a radio smart silent idea. for a little while. I mean, well, win a couple of matches and then let's talk. Conspiracy theories. Uh, we all remember and love uh, Vince Russo. He was a big part of WWE back in the Attitude Era. Yeah, he's a WCW former heavyweight champion uh, when he made the jump over to WCW. So he believes his conspiracy theory is that WWE and AEW are in bed together. Uh, He put this out on Twitter. He does a weekly, I think a few times a week, honestly, podcast. uh, And he devoted one of his most recent podcasts to this topic. Uh, he's really kind of pointing to the fact that 
why would saying what Sami Zayn did on Monday? Why would WWE even acknowledge the fact of the AEW on their television program? Now, keeping in mind that rumors like this have existed for years, there's always been the rumor that the only reason Impact Wrestling has survived as long as it has is because it's funded. Yeah, Vince has secretly been funding it. I mean, and now they did do this. There is president. Because president, even the, not president. President, president. president is Donald Trump. President is an <laughs> event is that's taking place. WWE did fund ECW for a while before they officially just bought them outright. Now, uh, the difference the between that, though, was this was Paul Heyman wanting to try and form some sort of partnership but without changing. Impact Wrestling, I mean, it, ha- it had Dixie Carter. There was once rumored uh, Jeff Jarrett was involved with. It's had multiple federations i'll say that it's partnered with that have dissolved gone and come back i don't i i don't foresee that this could be a a partnership but who knows it it might be vince comes to the realization of you know what competition's best and if i can make money hand over fist with it so be it uh wwe launched a new uh, game app on your phone this week i know you told me that you downloaded it either today or yesterday and uh, have been playing it. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, I heard about it today. It's called WWE Universe. Uh, it's for uh, iOS and Android. It's free to play, free to download. Obviously, like most games, if you want to buy more gold or more coins or more experience points, you can. But it's basically like a, a, a card game, so to speak. Not in true form, where you do have matches. You do you build a stable. So where in my stable right now, I have the likes of uh, superstar Billy Graham. Sid Vicious, uh, the uh, Jason Gable, a few different other ones. I've been playing it most of the afternoon when I had a break here at work. Quite a quite a fun game just to have on your phone. If you're a WWE fan, I know there's been others that have been out there. You and I talked about WWE Champions was was kind of like a bejeweled style. Yeah, you kind of had to you know match up three coins to get this one. This one's not like that. You you pick three different moves: a light move, a medium move, or a power move. And then it builds you up to your signature move. Once you do it again and you take enough energy away, you do your finishing move, and they pin them. Now, you can tap, if you're pinned, you have to tap out of your pin just by tapping your screen a few times. It's a fun game. It's a, you know, one of those mindless time-wasting games. Yeah, one of those good one. time killers. Who, yeah. You're sitting around in an office or working uh, Buck and Kincaid. I mean, uh, sorry, oh excuse me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> John Kincaid, Buck Baloo, I had nothing to do with that. Um, yeah, that show that show is of history, my man. I mean, we can only hope to go as long as they have. Uh, well, that's going to do it for tonight. You mentioned this just a few moments ago. Next week, we are going to be not on just on the radio, but we're going to be able to see us. You can tune in on YouTube. We will tweet out more details about how you can watch us on YouTube next and week. Adam will be and do our live show. I promise. Maybe. He might Maybe. be in a wrestling singlet if we can find one for him. <laughs> if we can find one between now and then. Once again, thanks to you for tuning in tonight. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. Have a great night, everybody.